Welcome to Living Life on the Max with Keisha B. Spivey, a weekly podcast that will challenge you and encourage you to live your best life yet. Hello there. I'm so excited that you're still tuning in with us as we're walking through this dream killer series. And here's what I know. This is uncomfortable. As we're talking about these topics, as we're digging a little bit deeper, as you're having to look in the mirror and have a conversation with yourself, I know it gets uncomfortable. But isn't your dream worth fighting for? Isn't it important that you recognize the things and the tactics of the enemy to keep you from fulfilling the dreams and the purposes that God has put in your heart? Just a couple of recaps as we've had this conversation. You know, the first dream killer that we talked about was discouragement. And we said discouragement is dangerous. And we talked about how it does not discriminate. And if we're all honest, every now and again, we dip down into that place. But our secret that we have to hold on to is that we can't stay there. You know, the next week we talked about disappointment. And disappointment is that gap that exists between your expectation and your reality. Things didn't come out like you thought. It's taking longer than you thought. Someone who you thought would be there is not. And so you're now having to deal with that disappointment without letting it kill your dream. We talked about mediocrity and settling for average. And we talked about how literally settling and dreaming are that they're completely incompatible. They're like polar opposites. And when we settle for average, that's when we get into a place where we're tempted to blame everybody and everything for us not walking in the things that we're supposed to be walking in. Then we talked about a lack of confidence, that lack of confidence. You know, true confidence only comes when you know God for yourself and you have a personal relationship. We took that whole segment and we deep dived Godfidence because there's such a a difference in having pride in yourself and, you know, confidence in yourself instead of the confidence in the God who dwells on the inside of you. And then on last week, we talked about a lack of imagination. We talked about how God has wired all of us with imagination, but far too often we choose to use it negatively and we choose to worry instead of positively dreaming. You know, lack of imagination will kill your dream even before it takes its first breath, which brings us to dream killer number six. And this one is a big one. It's one that we all deal with. It's one that comes and knocks at all of our doors. It's called fear. And fear kills more dreams than failure ever will. When you are dealing with fear, you avoid chasing your dream because you are more concerned with the obstacles along the way. And so even before you get started, you start spiraling into self-doubt and you spiral into worry. And again, this is taking the gift of imagination and turning it into a vehicle of mass destruction because faith and fear cannot live in the same place. They cannot. And anytime you choose to be in fear, you're pushing faith out of the window. When you are living a life that's controlled by fear, it's like every day living caught in the middle of a traffic jam. You know, you may move a little bit, but before you know it, you're stopping again. And it seems like you're never making progress. You know, when you allow fear to bombard you and you allow fear to rule you, that's you in that parked car that's inching a little bit at a time and never really getting to that place that you want to get to. Fear 
I've heard that acronym broken down and it's referred to as false evidence appearing real. And that false evidence will rob you of your dreams and it will keep you from walking and fulfilling your destiny, walking into your destiny if you allow it. And I want to talk to you briefly about fear because it literally manifests itself in a variety of ways. And they may not all be something that you can relate to, but my gut says at least one of them is an area that you struggle with. And so today we want to knock that thing down. We want to go over that thing and help you move past it because that fear factor is not worth your dream. It's not worth you living stuck. It's not worth you not enjoying the God kind of life and literally emptying out into the earth everything that God has deposited into you. You know, the reason that you can't allow fear to rule you is because fear will cripple you and I've just decided that when I leave this earth I want to I want to leave here empty and I want every gift every talent every ability that was put on the inside of me that God trusted me with that he trusted me to steward I want to leave it here when I'm gone so let's talk about these fears and yes be honest if one has your name on it deal with it. You know, the first is the fear of failure. The fear of failure will keep you from tapping into and reaching your full potential. It'll literally keep you from living the life that you dream of living. A fear of failure. Let me help you with something. Failure is part of the process. You can't avoid it. So when you feel like you are failing, just fall forward. Because literally failing doesn't make you a failure. Just fall forward, stretch out, get up and learn from that thing that you did that didn't work out like you wanted to do. So instead of allowing the fear of failure to rule you, how about embrace it and deal with it? The second fear is the fear of not being good enough. Self-doubt is fear's little sister. I'm just saying, if you want to know what goes hand in hand, you find those two intertwined together at so many levels. You know, a lot of times you're, you're dealing with fear because you're doubting yourself. You're doubting what you can do and you're doubting what capabilities you have. And I want to let you know something. You doubt yourself, but the reality of who you're doubting is the God who dwells and lives on the inside of you. Because if you've been bought with the price and you're a child of the Most High God and you're His and He's yours, then who you're doubting is Him. You are enough. The Word tells you that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. He chose you. You're a masterpiece. And He wired you with purpose and, and talents. He made you who you are. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's up to you to realize, wait a minute. According to man, you might not be enough. But according to God with Him, you have every single thing that you need. The third fear is a real one, y'all. It's one we face. It's the fear of discomfort. But nothing grows in your comfort zone but regret. We want to be comfortable. We don't want to hurt. We don't want to endure. We don't want to have to go through anything. But again, that's part of the process. You know, as you're moving toward your dreams and pursuing your goals, you have to realize that change is inevitable and change is uncomfortable. It is so stop being afraid of it and walk through it. I don't know which book I read, but it talked about there only being two pains in the world, the pain of discipline and the pain of regret. So go ahead and do what you got to do and discipline yourself to do the uncomfortable stuff. You can't avoid it. It's either pay me now or pay me later. 
So go ahead and do what you have to do to pay the price tag of what you have to pay to pursue your dreams and goals. Number four is the fear of lack. This one is one that I constantly have to drive away. You know, you ask yourself the questions, what if I use what I have and I need more? What if I don't have what I need when I need it? What if I get in this place and and I don't have the things that I thought I would need and I don't have enough of what I knew I needed? You know, you literally start rolling over that conversation in your head over and over and over again. But for Keisha, when I get to that place, I have to remember who my source is. I have to remember where my wisdom comes from and I have to shift all that pressure from myself onto God and I have to remember that he's my provision as long as I'm seeking him first and I'm getting insight from him on what to do and what not to do I don't have to worry about that thing I don't have to be in fear number five the fear of judgment the fear of judgment somebody somewhere is going to always be judging you Always, even when you pick the safest, most plausible option possible, someone's still going to have something to say. So you can't make your decisions worrying about what other people think. You know, you got to get to a place where you decide that other people's opinion of you, that's other people's business. And you need to mind yours and I'm going to mind mine. So we have to realize that's, again, part of the process. Yes, you should seek advice from people that you trust. But you shouldn't seek advice from the entire world. You need to do what it is God has called you to do. You need to do it with the wisdom that he's given you. And you need to just get out and get it done. Number six is another big one. It's the fear of criticism. You know, critical people, they criticize. Expect it. You know, Aristotle said there's only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. So if you are a dreamer and there are things in your belly that you want to birth into the world, you have to realize criticism is a part of the process. You know, avoiding criticism is literally what makes you weaker, not the criticism itself. Because when you avoid it, that means you're holding you back. You're holding the greatness that God has put on the inside of you back because you're so concerned about what other people are going to say and what they're going to think that you literally don't even put forth That what you're called to do. And number seven is the fear of rejection. The fear of rejection. The moment you realize that you are not for everyone is a moment you'll walk into some new freedom that you didn't even realize was possible. You know, everybody's not going to embrace you. Everybody's not going to accept you. Everybody's not going to acknowledge you. How about spend less time thinking about the ones who block you out and more time thinking about the ones who welcome you in? You know, my personality, you know, comes with a little pepper and sometimes it makes people uncomfortable. It makes people uncomfortable. And I remember a season when I was trying to water myself down so that other people felt more comfortable around me. I remember trying to literally minimize who I was so that other people would be comfortable. I remember literally turning down my fire and my passion and putting water on my wood so that other people could be comfortable. And the only problem with everybody else being comfortable is I was miserable. I was miserable. Even in the skin that I was in, I was trying to be somebody else. But it didn't take me long to realize that I needed to be around people who gave me the freedom to be me. Flaws and all. Struggles and successes. You know, everybody doesn't like spicy food. But that doesn't make spicy food bad. It's just not for them. 
accept the fact that you're not for everyone. They're going to people who, who reject you. They rejected Jesus. And he's the savior of the world. He's the rescuer. He's the redeemer. When he went back to his hometown in Nazareth, they rejected him. His family said he was crazy, that he was a madman. Think about this, Jesus. And if he had to walk through rejection, why aren't you? You know, fear is real. You know, I read that there are 365 fear knots in the Bible, every one of them for a different day of the year. And it wouldn't be there if we didn't need it, if we didn't need it. So the key is not to ignore your fears. The key is for you to learn how to manage them so they do not consume you. And this begins with your mind. The battlefield is your mind. You need to remind yourself of your successes. Remember the, the last time that you were afraid, but you did it anyway. You need to rehearse the victories that you've won when you felt the fear and still move forward. You know, Joyce Meyer wrote a book and it's called Do It Afraid. And reading that book shaped my mind when it came to facing my fears because that book gave me permission to acknowledge one that I was afraid, but it also challenged me to not stay stuck in my fear. And fear will kill your dream if you let it. So don't. That's a decision that you have to make. I said earlier, fear and faith can't dwell in the same place. One has to be evicted. If you are a dreamer and you are a visionary, then the only way you can move forward with that thing is to deal with and evict your fear. Because fear will kill your dream if you let it. You know, if this message is encouraging to you or you can think of a friend right now that's battling fear, battling anxiety, that's prone to worry, please share it with them. Hit the subscribe button up there so that we can stay connected. So when these messages come out each week, you'll get them and you can stay with us as we walk through these series and we can grow up in this thing together. I haven't figured it all out. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still becoming. And so are you. So let's do it together until we chat again. I am challenging you to do you to the max and deal with your fear. God bless.